Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Right Sides Only, the world's worst NASCAR podcast, talking everything that happened in Georgia over the weekend and some other fun stuff thrown in. It's Right Sides Only. The whiskey is a gasoline that lasts a fire that burns a bridge. Ice creates a water that's no longer running under it. Stool holds full that pulls a whiskey. Anyway, the NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series, we're both running at Atlanta Motor Super Speedway something. Atlanta, I think technically it's still Motor Speedway. Is it still technically Motor Speedway, even though it's trying not to be? Yeah. I don't know. Trucks are at Mid-Ohio. We had a good range of races this weekend. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Where do you want to start, Mr. Green? I want to start at Atlanta. What? I've over uh, vetoed your decision. We're just going to go ahead and uh, start with the truck series because that is a better decision. the only thing that happened in the truck question. series really was that Parker Kligerman outwheeled Zane Smith. Qualifying so, was funny. Qualifying was fu- uh, could <laughs> not keep it on the track. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like an Arca race there for a minute. I was yeah. like, dude, like. Which was also at Mid-Ohio, right? Yes. Why do we have ARCA car? They can't even, I mean, we talked <laughs> about last week, they can't even drive in an oval. I know. Nevertheless, uh. okay. Yes, they can drive in ovals. Like we're Just, just bad. Pi- we're just picking on ARCA because is funny to pick on. They can drive bad at They're ovals. like the ginger kid that everyone dislikes. I have one friend that listens to this podcast. He's a ginger, so I'm hoping that he takes offense to that. I hope to get an angry <laughs> text message. But it's like ARCA's just easy to pick on. Yeah. Really. And, like, I know everybody down there is, like, awesome, and I know they're working towards, you know, building their way up. But uh, It's hard to do that facing backwards. It is. Uh, in order to advance to the next series, you have to compete. So, <laughs> And this is not we'll see. the competition for the world's best backwards driver. Toe Mater would win that contest easy. <laughs> Lightning McQueen would come P2, I think, yeah. since he learned from Toe Mater. Exactly. You ever heard the story about <laughs> that the guy that they based Toe Mater off of in the in the movie Cars, for those that are slow to figure out what we're talking about, do you know that that was a real dude? They actually what? met a real dude when like so when like the Pixar team was like out west trying to find like yeah inspiration. inspiration. They came across this town and they met this guy named Toe Mater. Really, and, they, and he's like they're like like he introduced himself. He's like it's like Tomater without the Tuh. Tomater without the Tuh. and they put that in the movie. I thought that was pretty good. That's oh, that's awesome that that and was. And you know actually... that Larry the Cable Guy like isn't even a Southern dude. He's like from like Wisconsin. Oh yeah, something. if if you hear him without his show accent, yeah, it, I, it'll totally just throw fun. you off. Not related race facts with right sides only. Come back next. Not week. even race facts. <laughs> just movie facts. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so backwards driving they are not. But yeah, Parker Kligerman won that race under funded team, which is pretty cool. Parker's it's, deserved to win. Parker, He's awesome. I mean, he deserved that. He deserved to win that race. Um, him and Zane Smith going at it. Also, Zane Smith having a absolute career year. Yeah, is is running away with it. I thought that this year was going to be the year that John Hunter Nemechek was like, "All right, enough of this. I'm done messing around. I'm going to win 36 races." But that has not happened. I, it has Nemechek even won a race this year? I don't think he. I don't think he has. He has one win. Nemechek has one win. Yeah. So Zane Smith has three. Uh, Nemechek has one. Smith has one. Friesen has one. Ben Rhodes has one. I think that's about it. Carson Hosevar should have won about four. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> so, you know what? This is a good chance. Since we're kind of winding down the truck series, there's only like four or five races left for the truck series. I want to go through and really quick run through just your top ten in the driver standings for that. P1 is Zane Smith. P2, John Hernemichek. P3, Chandler Smith. This is just 
driver standings in general. This is not playoff standings. Uh, Stuart Fries in P4, uh, Ben Rhodes P5, Majeski P6, Ekis, Hosevar 7-8, Infingercraft in 9-10. So those are, give you an idea of who's been running up front more often than not. But, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty decent truck season, as it usually is. I, I enjoy watching the trucks every once in a while when they're not wrecking every 60 seconds. No, yeah, you're, you're not wrong there. I guess you could say that about all the other series, too. See, I kind of... Here's the thing. I wanted to give you more insight on, like, the playoff picture. Yeah. The NASCAR app sucks. So, it's a little confusing to know what's going on there. I think... Yeah. Okay. Well, there's the cutoff. So, the cutoff line currently is between Ekis and Endfinger with 10. Because, what, they only have, like, 10 drivers that make the, the top 10, I think. Yeah, 10. Top 10. It's almost like that's and a good idea. it says Corey Heim. But I'm fairly certain Corey Heim is ineligible as he has not run the full season. He's just been part-time. That is interesting. I don't know. I have to take a look into that. But anyway, yeah, that's the truck series. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the Xfinity series. We, they were also racing at Atlanta. I don't know. I think it's funny that we just – everybody's going to Atlanta, except for you, trucks. Y'all get the road and go to Ohio. Yeah, I think they know how super speedways go for trucks. That is true. And they were just like, y'all, no. Most expensive day of the year. Gosh. And then you've got the guy at Talladega Super Speedway who's running the place, looks at that truck, tore all to pieces. This is what a winning race truck should look like. What a winning race truck should look like. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. You're going to a road course instead of another Super Speedway. Yeah, shit it. I, I think the team owners probably appreciate that. Oh, I'm sure they do. I mean, the damage from a road course is much less than a Super Speedway. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, you make up for that from having to drive to Ohio. Plus, the biggest negative downside of racing in mid-Ohio is is that you're also in mid-Ohio. So that's yeah. the worst part of the deal. Not only do you not get to be with everyone else, you have to go to Ohio. <laughs> All two of our listeners from Ohio just exited out the podcast. Yeah, they're gone. I don't even know if we have listeners from you Ohio. You made them mad. Anyway, yeah. So Austin Hill won the Xfinity race. Second win of the year for Hill. After the Daytona race, he did win the Daytona race. I was there. Um, I was there on behalf of RCR. So I was like, "Hey, our team won that." Yeah. Even though it was, I was there on behalf of the two car, not the twenty one car. Yeah. I was like, "I'll take credit for that." <laughs> um, it's because you were there. It was because I was there wearing Ty Gibbs merchandise. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> well, Richard Childress got me in. I am so sorry, Richard. Yeah, Austin Hill won that race. Great at super speedways. I think he's really been proving himself there. Um, Chevy's had good power. It doesn't also hurt that you know some of the other competitive cars got taken out. Uh-huh. Ty Gibbs uh-huh. got taken out uh-huh. <laughs> by Riley you have Herbst. Such a bias towards. No, well, no, he was running P one when Herbst slammed. We him can't into the go wall. one episode without you mentioning Ty well, Gibbs. I am mentioning Ty Gibbs because usually I'm coming out here to apologize for something Ty Gibbs has done. <laughs> so why are you apologizing for? Because him? he's my guy, and I'm a Ty Gibbs apologist. If you haven't read my Twitter handle, yeah, I know, I know. So. If you, if you haven't read his Twitter handle, at Turnpike underscore. At Turnpike underscore. The good thing about us that I appreciate, well, I guess you don't do it nearly as much as I do. I am biased, but I am very openly biased. I'm like, yeah. hey, guys, I will be biased. We did a whole episode talking about who will who I will be biased for. Yeah. You know, your Kyle Bushes, your Alex Bowmans, your Noahs, and your Ties. So it's just nice to come on here every once in a while and not have to talk bad about something my driver did. 
i.e. Ty Gibbs, i.e. He's just Noah receiving the consequences for the bad he stuff he's done. He is receiving the con- – well, he didn't even have a problem with Riley Hurts. I know. I'm just That's saying. Like, if it was like Ryan Sieg He didn't wreck Sieg somebody, so you're talking about like, him getting wrecked. Oh, man, Ryan Sieg hates Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs wrecked him or whatever. It'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. He had. Wh- he hasn't done anything to Riley Herbst. And they have the same sponsor. Do you not think that Monster Energy was like – Hey, maybe don't wreck the other car with our our brand on it. <laughs> that just doesn't seem like good business to me. It's like those fish that aren't allowed to be in the same tank. Oh, because they'll kill each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Beta fish true. is that was. I was just surprised Riley Herbst was running up near the front. So yeah. Well, I say that he's been on it the last couple weeks. I think yeah. he's starting to really come into. I think he was another guy that was rushed up a little bit too quick. Yeah. And now he's really finding his footing, and he's been doing pretty good. He also has really bad luck. Yeah. Um. Xfinity race, nothing too crazy to talk about. Josh Berry, P2. I mean, good on you. Josh Berry has been an awesome kind of grab for Oh, Dale. yeah, 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 yeah. The the thing that hurts my heart about Josh Berry is, like, what if he had got this opportunity, like, three years earlier? No, like, yeah. like a real good co- opportunity. Because I think he's run some Xfinity races before, but yeah, just he's very rarely. I don't necessarily, like, feel bad that it's been so late. Because I feel like... He's very much a short track local guy. Like, he, oh, of course, I, I'm. Of course. I'm. Uh, he wouldn't have kept doing that stuff if he wasn't all over it. Okay. But, um, I do. I think he's still gonna have a shot. Does a little bit better than he's doing, and just keeps going. Who's to say he doesn't have a cup opportunity? It's almost yeah. like a uh, Chevy team has an open spot in 2024. I saw. We'll talk about that I think in a little bit. We'll talk about it in a minute. But I'm just saying, I can honestly see the possibility of Junior Motorsports being like, hey, Richard, ooh, give us those charters. Plural? Charters. Yeah. Buying out. I I saw people on I tw- don't know. I saw people on Twitter talking about this. And I don't think they'll do it. I think that his alliance with Hendrick is just too strong. But what if he was like, you know what? Heck it. We're going to go Cup Series racing. Richard. Hand him over. Dude. I mean, the three would be – it's iconic under Childress. I mean, that's th- the three. I think I think one charter gets sold, one is the three car, and it stays. And <laughs> we'll Austin talk, we'll talk more about his... that three car and that eight car a little bit yeah, later Yeah, let's hold off. Let's hold off. <laughs> We're we getting ahead to, of ourselves. I, I could not believe what was going on yesterday in, there, just in general. There was a Cup Series race this weekend. There was a Cup Series race and this Corey weekend. And Corey freaking Joy almost I, dude, got me a win. I, I was talking to our friend Jacob. Uh, who sometimes listens. He's way behind, so he'll listen to this episode in like, I don't know, two months. So, <laughs> hello, Jacob, two months down the road. I was talking to him, and we were talking about, he's like, you're cursed with your picks, dude. I'm like, yeah, because I never pick somebody that is like bad at that track. And then when I pick somebody that is bad. They are like running like for the win with two laps left. I remember, I, <laughs> I don't think you were watching it, and I sent you a picture, and it was like Corey LaJoy leading the race with like 20 to go. And you're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I can't believe it either. <laughs> yeah, because uh, like just the way my schedule works, a lot of times I'm not able to watch the race live time. Yep. I have no idea. I don't look at the app because I'm just doing stuff where I can't be, I can't be split attention there. So I, I'll randomly get texts from Turnpike about stuff happening in the race. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, your pick, Corey LaJoy, <laughs> is leading winning. the race. And Whew. I was like, okay, what pit cycle happened? And then I l- opened the then NBC app that- like. <laughs> 10 minutes later and he was still in the lead I was like wait yeah what's going on what (laughs) yeah it's like I don't remember exactly what it was but he got like 13 places on pit road because I don't think he took tires 
I don't think tires were as big of a deal as normal. Well, it worked. And, yeah, he just went to the – I think they were going to be like, let's just get to the front and try to get some track position. Okay. And then he held on to He should have won that race. He probably should have. Cause I'm just I, being real. I, I, Chase's move, I'm, I don't want to say it was, like, completely terrible, but I don't know how I feel about it. Well, the, the real question of how we feel about it should be going back to when Kyle Larson did that to Chase at Fontana. What was our what was our opinion? I think that's different. Then, I think that was a little bit more unintentional than this was. Yeah. I think Chase just made a bad block. That's what I think. I don't think yeah. that he meant to. Uh, he did not mean to wreck him. He did not mean to do anything. Just I think bad. he was sliding up the track to cover that line, and just it came a little bit faster than he thought it was on its way. Yeah. So which sucks for the seventeen because they they had a really good run going yeah. and their finish position is 21. I th- oh, I think that what's important for them. Of course a P2 finish would have been huge for Corey LaJoy cuz he's like 31st in the point standings. You picked a driver at 31st in the point standings and almost won a race. Yeah. I almost won a race last week, so that would have been kind of cool if we had won back-to-back races, but we didn't. Neither of us won. Yeah. <clears throat> but just running up front and showing how how well you can hang up there does a lot for Coy LaJoy as a driver. And then also it shows good on Spire too. It's like, yeah. hey, like, look, we can do it, guys. Like, look, we just made this happen. We had bad luck we at the end. We can do it at a super speedway. Yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. I mean, look at 2311. Front row, front row has been, been good at thing. super speedways for 10 years, and they're just now starting to show some sort of relevance. I guess you're right. Michael McDowell, did he continue his top 10 streak this week? I'm not sure. Where did he finish? He was in the top 15, I know. Top 15. I'm going to pull it up. But, yeah, they've been on a pretty decent tear. Of course, anytime you can have any kind of result wherever. Michael McDowell's a good driver. He is. He is a good uh He was 15th. He 15th. was straight on 15th. Yep. He's And he's been really putting on a show. And I think, I think this kind of shows, like, before the season started, Michael put out a, a quote saying, like, hey, if this race is anything like a sports car. Yeah. I'm gonna be well, good. Because I think in this. he was originally trying to be an open wheel sports car guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. I him. think that was. I think he was originally going to try to go the indie route and yeah. go indie lights and stuff, but it stuff changed, and now he's a Daytona 500 winner. Yeah, it's almost like since he won that Daytona 500, he's like, hey, wait a minute, I can race up front now. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing it. So, props to Michael McDowell. Let's go through and run down the order for uh, the Atlanta race. P1, Chase Elliott. P2, Ross Chastain. Talk about Ross Chastain here. Oh, boy, that'll get interesting. Uh, Austin Sendrick, Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney in fifth, Suarez sixth. Another great run for Trackhouse, both in the top five. One place off of being – well, both in the top ten, one place of being both in the top five. Yeah. Justin Haley, my pick, in seventh. Eric Amarola in eighth. Cole Custer ninth. Harrison Burton, ten. Good on Harrison getting the top 10. He needed a little luck to get it. but I hey, didn't know that was possible. I, I, crazy, isn't it? Wood Brothers running in the top 20? That's pretty insane. Gosh. I want them to do better, but uh, it's not happening They right just got to get it figured out. I yeah. mean, the, they're just kind of in a weird spot where I think they had, once they swapped crew chiefs last year, I felt like Wood Brothers was in a pretty good spot with Matt DiBenedetto and uh, then... Well, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, that. And of course, you bring in the young guy, you know, who jumped ship from Toyota, Harrison Burton. But part of me's like, I really wanted to know what Matty D could do in a next gen car. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was really good at. It. Maybe he sucked at it. I don't know. We'll never know. That's the that's the sad part. Yeah, but I, I've kind of lost my love for Dipperito. I just 
the way he went out and everything. It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. Yeah. But, but I would have loved to have seen what he could do. I think he'll be okay. How's he been doing in the trucks? Have you been able to pay close enough attention Good, to that? but he's had a lot of bad luck. He yeah. wheels that truck a lot higher than it normally would run. Yeah. That Rackley truck. Well, and if he here's the thing, if he can Bad just kind of if he can kind of control his emotions, pay attention to what he puts out. Yeah. And he continues to knock off better results than that truck should get. I'm all for him moving back up. Yeah. I just feel like Matt he had some to the eight. <laughs> personal growth that needed to happen there. Yeah, well, I think I think it was one of those things, and I think we talked about it on the show. Everybody had a lot of sympathy for Matt Benedetto with just kind of him as a person and everyone rooting for him. Yeah. I think that got to his head, and he thought that everyone was going to love him no matter what or, like, whatever, and he could put a, oh, pity me thing, and people would be like, oh, yeah, Matt, oh, man. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it was. I mean, I still like him, but, yeah, it's just kind of wild. Let's talk about a couple guys in particular that ran this race. Chase Elliott brought an absolute menacing car. That Camaro was fast. It was. That Camaro was real fast. And, of course, you've got Chase Elliott running in front of the hometown crowd. Well, I say crowd. I don't know how crowded it was. There looked to be a lot of empty seats. Atlanta. But, to be fair, I think the weather forecast was calling for either rain or blistering hot. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some people that were just like, well, heck, I'll just watch it on TV. So I think that's always a part. That's always a part to Selling these Selling a ticket at a racetrack in Atlanta in mid-afternoon at July mm-hmm. is hot. I don't know if you've ever been to Atlanta, but it's hot during the summer. In other words, Surprise. hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's a real name that Atlanta. people gave that place. Yeah. There's a reason for it. There's a reason. Yeah. So it's it's pretty warm, but yeah, Chase Elliott came out, won the race, had a little bit of a interesting last lap of the race with him getting into Corey LaJoy, like we talked about. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, that's racing. I mean, like, that happens all the time at Super Speedways. We've seen and that a million times. Corey LaJoy was not mad. And he's done it before, too. And Corey LaJoy was no, not mad. because I think in the same position, Corey LaJoy would have done the same thing to Chase Elliott. Yep. And he went over there. He shook his hand in the victory lane, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it's Well, like, I also think that I'm pretty certain that Chase and Corey are decent friends anyway. And yeah. the difference between, like, let's say me and you are both racing the Cup Series or whatever. I hate and you. And I door somebody, run him into the wall. You that know the Sam Mayer Ty Gibbs relationship? Yeah, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like no. if this was a real, if this was a real situation, if I door yeah. somebody else, it's like that could be some animosity. If I door you, it's probably not because I was trying to door you. It was because I messed up. Yeah. So you would know. It's like, well, he didn't try to wreck me. He just goofed, and I was just unfortunate. So yeah. I think that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. Still getting wrecked next week. You're still, you're still getting paid back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> got it coming. But, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting last lap. Of course, Corey LaJoy ended up finishing P21. That was Dylan's pick for this week. Yeah, we'll talk about RSO picks in a minute. So I needed that result pretty yes, bad. Yes, you did. But I think we both, it was interesting to see both of us pick guys that, you know, you wouldn't contend as being a top driver for that, both in the top ten for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we knocked it out of the park on picks this week. Absolutely. For what we were working with, we did well. Yeah, we'll get there. One thing that we want to touch on, Christopher Bell had some pit stop issues, which would not normally be like it's like a oh whatever. Right after an announcement that Joe Gibbs was swapping pit crews around or pit members between the twenty three car and the twenty obviously the twenty three car has been notorious for the worst pit stops ever. Oh my goodness, dude. Bubba's season has been it's annihilated by his own team. It's always something. Now Here's the thing, though. I've heard some people start to kind of blow up saying, 
Well, look at that. They moved the 23 team to the 20. Now the 20 has issues. That's not the case, believe it or not. Well, the 20 did have issues, yes. yes. But it wasn't because of the 23 guys. So they moved a guy from the 23 to the 20, and they brought a new guy into the 20. Yeah. The new guy is the one that messed up. Yeah. It wasn't even somebody who was affiliated with the 23 team. Well, I think it was one of those things where his team told him to go before the the guy was ready. And one thing that you is different, well, one thing that is different between like what I think about pit stops in NASCAR versus, let's just say, Formula 1, just to be easy, yeah. is in Formula 1, they jack that car up. So that driver cannot leave until it's clear everywhere, drop the jack, they go. And I think, you know, of course, they can see both sides of the car. They can look at everything. With this, if you're the jack man, you're there, and you're usually doing something else at the same time. So when you drop that jack, you might not be able to look back and see where everybody's at. So I think I think, I think they just dropped it too early, and he wasn't ready. I think when you're on the left side, I think you actually that's your only responsibility. But still, yeah, what they usually do is usually look at one side of the car. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you go when that one side is ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because if you take the time to look at both and make sure both are ready, you're wasting valuable time. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that if they just would have if they just would have noticed it wasn't right, they could have sat there for another half a second and got it. Here here's the thing though. NASCAR announced that they are they put out their penalty report for Atlanta. The 20 car was not did not receive a penalty. The 20 lost his tire, which usually is a four-race suspension for yep. the crew chief and the tire changer who is on paper to be on that wheel. I'm guessing since it didn't get on the track. I don't like the ambiguity in that rule. Yeah. I think it's, did the tire come off the car? Yeah. D- yes, it's a penalty. Uh, well, easy. Technically, I mean, uh, technically, tires came off every car on pit road. You know what I mean. <laughs> like, okay, I, I'm done with your attitude. <laughs> you said, if we're going to read it the way it is, if a tire comes off the car, then that's a penalty. That's a, every pit member. Everybody, every pit crew member is penalized four races. Every crew chief is gone for four races. Yep. You know what I mean. No pit stops at Loudon. <laughs> Oopsies. You're going to have to make those tires work for 300 laps. Oh, man, that'd be awful. Anyway, everybody'd be going like eighty. I think <laughs> they need it needs to be pretty solid across the board. No, yeah, you're right, and it's one of those things where it's like if you don't want this to be a penalty, I think what it should have been, I think it should have been equipment outside the pit stall. Equipment outside, yeah, equipment outside the box, which would be a back of the line penalty. Yeah, that's what I think because ten. I the think tire, that's fair. That that's it's an uncontrolled tire penalty. Yeah, either, I, I agree. Either say equipment out the box or uncontrolled tire. I w- I tend to agree on that. Yeah. So. And it wasn't called during the race, so I think that's what they're. That's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. And it just didn't get called during the race, so they they're not going to do something now for a back of the line penalty. You know. Yep, I I would agree. So, so I think that, I think they should have. There should have been some kind of penalty involved. Yeah, we'll be watching for this kind of stuff in the future. I'll be mm-hmm. curious to see how NASCAR officiates yeah. a similar situation because this will happen again. Oh, I'm sure. We've had so yeah. many loose tires; it's bound that another one will be on pit road. Another issue happened on Sunday. The classic battle of Ross Chastain versus Denny Everyone Hamlin. else. Everyone, <laughs> Everyone. yes. <laughs> gosh. Everyone except Daniel Suarez. He hasn't b- booted Daniel Suarez yet. Oh, my gosh. Ross is like, every time I'm like, okay, cool. 
You've heard everybody talking. You realize that this is going to be bad for you. You need to just stop, and, and then he wrecks somebody else before I can even finish my thought. Him and Denny Hamlin are going to be on the UFC card before long. Yeah, so here's the question. Who swings next? Does the 11 swing next, or does the 1 swing again? I Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think they're both locked in the playoffs. I think if I'm Hamlin, I'm holding on. I know. There's I, no way, like I'm as waiting. much as Ross Chastain, in my opinion, off of talent, off of talent, Ross Chastain is a Final Four favorite. Yes, he's not gonna get anywhere close. Here's what would he'll be, be out in the round of sixteen. I'm calling it. Here's what I think is beautiful. I am all up for Ross Chastain driving like an absolute menace to society, and and wrecking people. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's entertainment. That's ratings. That's news stories. That's traction. Overall, good for the health of the sport. Yeah. What I am also pro is him getting wrecked at every chance he has. <laughs> I'm pro Denny Hamlin wrecking the the crap out of him next chance he gets. I'm I'm f- I, like I think we've come to agree that I'm pretty boys have at it all the time at at all instances. So if I'm Denny Hamlin, I'm either waiting until we get to the playoffs. And remember, if we're going by like a like a score tally. Hamlin's got two. Yeah. Hamlin, before it becomes him being the aggressor, he has two. So, first race of a round, wall. Let him, don't touch him the next race because he's in a points hole. Let him try to claw it back. Final race of the round, wreck him. Wall. Knock him out. Or, if you want to be really, really evil, you don't do anything. Ross goes on, he goes through the rounds, works his way up. Makes Round it the championship eight. four. Oh. Turn one, send it, and wall him. I think that's a good call. Here is a bonus point on that. If this weird scenario happens where Ross makes the final four and Hamlin walls him in the final four and he loses the championship because of that, I feel like that would be a major wake-up call for how stupid the championship playoff format is. Because yeah. that can end your race. Yeah. That can end your championship. If I win 35 races in a row and DNF in the championship race, I do not win the championship. Yeah. And it's insane. So part of me is like, oh, God, that, I, I hate that doesn't happen because that is so unfortunate. Part of me is like, you know what? Take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So Hamlin's definitely going to pay him back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's just a matter if Ross gets to him again first. <laughs> yeah, and I've went from being an absolute, the last year, I've been an absolute Den- Denny Hamlin hater. And now I'm like, every time he opens his mouth, he says something that I agree with. Well, he's speaking, like, exactly what everybody Yeah, he says say. what everyone is thinking. Yeah. You know, I think he has some security now that he's a, he's a team owner. NASCAR's like, you can't be a driver anymore. He's like, bet, I'm going to go run my team. Yeah. But he's out there saying what we thought we were going to do. I think that everyone thought that Dale Jr. was going to come in, and Dale Jr. is the voice of reason in the sport, Yeah, and he needs to be in charge and make these decisions. I could care less about Dale Jr. doing that anymore. I, As stupid as it sounds, Denny Hamlin and Justin Marks are doing a better job I think Dale Jr. would do. Uh, I don't necessarily you, agree with that. But oh, you wait. So that, that will be very interesting to play out. Ross Chastain, I'm calling it, doesn't make it past the round of 16. He maybe sixteen. No. I don't think he gets out of the eight. Somebody's. I don't think he gets it. You want to make a wager? Twenty RSO pick. Twenty points. RSO points. Okay. I'm voting. I'm voting round to eight. You're so far behind. I'm willing to accept this. <laughs> well, we haven't made it to the playoff points format yet, so we'll get there when we get there. So 
speaking of RSA picks, let's go ahead and knock that out. Like we said, I picked Corey LaJoy, which almost worked out really well for me. Almost. It did, almost. It did not um, completely work out that great for me, but it almost worked out really well. I ended up finishing 21st. I got 20 points out of that. You had Justin Haley, who uh, had an, a great day. Seventh place. Yeah, boy. 34 points there, so you picked up 14 on me. And, guys, I'm so sorry for, like, the uh, probably inaccuracies you probably heard at some point. I finally fixed it. We're doing this on a spreadsheet. I could have done this the whole time, but I finally set it up to where it does the math for me so that some dumb public school kid isn't the one doing the, the math. And the score is currently green with 532, turnpike with 456. And he is 76 points behind now. Woo! <laughs> so I'm going to put in here that 20-point wager. We're going to forget by the time it rolls around. <laughs> That's why I'm putting it in here. Yeah. 20 points if the one is out on round 16. I, I voted round of 8. You voted round of 16. I'm just saying if he makes it to the round of 12 even, you get 20 points. If not, I get oh, I forgot about the round points. of 12. <laughs> I may have overstepped a little bit. <laughs> What I I think well, I well no 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 I'm just bit. I told you he'd be out in the 16 yeah and you said bet so I'm going if he makes it past 16 you win okay okay yeah so that will be a fun wager to see play out I I'm very curious because I yeah, I don't think he makes it out alive going to TV ratings for Atlanta this past week USA Network they had a uprise did we what was it 1.9 million last week mm -hmm. there was a slight uptick yeah we're up to 2.6 which is higher than any NBC sports broad nbc sports broadcast last year that is correct i think it, i think last week may have been a matter of people didn't know where the holiday weekend yep. and well here's the thing here's a common problem at least i suffered as a kid <laughs> you go to a family member's house for like july 4th or a holiday right yep. One, either your uncle was watching the TV or your grandparents or whoever has a different TV provider and you have no idea what channel anything is. Channel 50 can be channel 800 on DirecTV, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think part of it may have been, one, USA Network, where is it at? Don't know it's on USA Network. And two, holiday, just people out and about. Um, but back up to 2.6 something something million viewers. For Atlanta this week, that's a good result. Um, like I said, it's up from last year and everything, basically. Top sports event of the week. Now time to rate the race. Turnpike, give us a good rating for this race. Uh, let's see. As far as super speedways go, I thought it was pretty all right. Yeah, it was. It's interesting because the, the track is narrower. Yeah. So that kind of bunches everybody up a little bit more. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it 83. Give it 83. I thought I, it was, for what it was, I thought it was pretty all right. I think this is going to be one of the few times I have a higher rating than you do. Yeah. I'm going to go with an 87. I think that's also fair. Because it was, it was, I actually put out a tweet before this race and I said, I am really dreading this, this race. Because I expected it to be pretty bad, not going to lie. But I was surprised. Corey LaJoy Good race. was an awesome story to see play yeah, out. that was awesome. <laughs> And and the racing was really good. Now, actually, I'm gonna take it down to an 85 because I, there 85 were, was about where I was gonna go. There was a period of time where they would just train it yeah. around. One of those things where it's like it makes sense to do that because the penalty of moving out of that line is usually going to the back of the yep. line. So it's one of those things, kind of inevitable. 
um, for long stints like that. Other than that, great race. That puts as an 84 on the right sides only Woo. scale. I think that's I think that's perfectly fair. Yeah. That's, I think that's perfectly fair rating. Please don't do this at other tracks. Yeah, please stop. Yeah. Texas, maybe, if it saves us from Texas. But just make that a short track, please. Or make it anything but what it is. I vote short track, personally. I thought it was funny. Somebody mentioned a three mile super speedway. Everything's bigger in Texas. That would be kinda that would also be kinda cool. It it fit the brand. Yeah, it would be. Now we've got some huge news. Yes. This is the news that we've been wanting to talk about the entire day. Yes. I Lay's got a new car. Potato chips Wait. have now started making Goodyear tire flavor. That's incredible. I think that the flavor of the rubber is really complementary to the NASCAR aesthetic and, you know, how you think that, you know, NASCAR would taste. And they made the bags that, like, you know the Lay's original or that yellow? Yeah. They made a good combination of having the Goodyear blue. Yeah, they did. And the Lay's mm-hmm. yellow for the label. It's yeah. really nice. You see, nice. I'm just glad that I can now get rubber, Goodyear rubber at home. Because I'm not allowed to go back to Daytona anymore because they would always sweep up all the burnt rubber off the track and put it in the trash can. And I would be and eating I it. I would be eating it in the corner. <laughs> and I would eat so much of it, I would, I would like, like convulse and like fall on the ground. And security got really tired of me doing that every day at Speed Weeks. So I'm not allowed to go back to Daytona because I eat all the rubber. One but time now they caught me you can in the, have it at home. Yeah, one time they caught me in the tire hauler, and I was eating uh, Chase Elliott's tires. And they were like, dude, you can't be eating Chase Elliott's tires. And I'm like, but it tastes good, though. At least eat Cody Ware's because it ain't going to matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> okay, believe it or not, that is actually not the news. <laughs> <laughs> we took that way further than I thought we'd go with it. So I got kicked out of Daytona. Oh, and another another less important news, um, Tyler Reddick's leaving RCR and going to 2311, not next year, but the year after. That's not a big deal. Yeah, that's not, I, don't, I don't even know why. I'm more worried that. about the tire chips. Yeah, bring those out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was at Goodyear, or who is it that's making like insoles for Skechers? Yeah, I've seen Goodyear? that. Yeah, I, think I was like, kind of curious to see how those. Cool. Yeah, I might have to take a look at that. Anyways, Tyler Reddick, <laughs> another L for RCR, dude. And the, you could tell it was an L. Like yes. they had no idea this was happening. Well, I think they might have known that things were not good, but they did not know that he had signed. Yeah. Did you? I don't know. So here's the deal. Tyler Reddick has signed on with 2311 starting for 2024. 2024. RCR has a contract with him this year and has signed the option to keep him next year. Yes. So he will be racing there for this year and next year, then going to 2311. We're not sure if that is a third 2311 car or my guess, Kurt Busch retires. Kurt Busch retires, yep. And he takes the 45. That's what I think. But RCR's statement. Wild. <laughs> I, I'm gonna now. I don't have it in front of me, so this is an exact. But this is what I remember. We are proud of Tyler Reddick's success here at RCR. We are focused on winning a championship this year, and next year. But the timing of this announcement could not be worse. The timing of this announcement could not be any worse. That is an official statement from RCR. That was it. It's a little brash, but like I understand where they're coming from, or whatever. That would be a if they didn't know. If they only knew that, like, well, we don't have him under contract past that, but we'll work on it. I'm surprised that he was allowed to go talk to other people because a lot of contracts, they say you cannot you cannot entertain other offers until the said date. Well, maybe that date is now. And maybe it is. And that's why they announced it. But why would they, I guess maybe since there's an option on the contract, maybe 
Gosh. Oh, yeah, maybe the – here's what I'm thinking is that contract ran until this year, right? Yeah. And they signed an option for next year. Yeah. So right now would be about the time that that would open for you to do contract yeah. offers. For Because the year. option would be the next year. Yep. Yeah. So okay. that's what I assume that would be. Kind of took everybody by surprise. Oh, that was – I just feel the, the biggest loser – I thought you sent me a fake picture when yeah. you sent me that. Yeah. The biggest loser in all of this has got to be Richard Childress. Yeah. I mean – they are such a storied organization within NASCAR, but that kind of storied organization, we've seen those time and time again. Those guys are starting to leave and starting to get overtaken. Yeah. We've seen Trackhouse has won more races this year than Richard Childress has won in the last, like, five. Yeah. You know. I mean, Richard Childress just, Harvick leaving is destroyed is when is when it went down. Yeah. And that's because Harvick was carrying him. Yeah. Well, I just think what we've talked about is Richard Childress Racing is another team that kind of almost feels like they're living in the past still. They're kind think, of outdated. Do you think this kind of is starting to spell the end of RCR? Uh, it might be. It, here's now, this is what I'm about to it's say. It's so crazy to what, think about a driver leaving and us yeah, going, okay, yeah, yeah. they're done. Well, because but, they lost their future. They lost their future. That would be like... That would be like Red Bull losing Max Verstappen tomorrow, and he's signing for Mercedes or whatever. Yeah, you know, like that would be crazy, dude. That would have been—I don't—I don't even know. I don't even have a good alternative to describe what that would have been like. Because that guy—that's the guy that I'm sure they were hedging their bets on. No, absolutely. But I know how that that team kind of works. I'm assuming that he saw the writing that Tyler saw the writing on the wall of "I will never be." Top priority at Richard Childress Racing. Austin Dillon will be top priority because he's Richard's grandson. Yeah. Which I am not blaming Richard for that. If if I was a team owner and my grandson raced for me, he would be my number one priority. No, yeah, absolutely. That's just, that's just what you do for your family. So I do, I'm not saying that that's any bit of it. He would never be top priority in that. Yeah. If he goes to 2311, there's a good chance he would be the number one. Him and him and Bubba would be. You would have a chance. Well, and here's the thing: even You'd if have to he go wasn't, out and fight for even if he wasn't number one, he would either be equal. Yeah. Or there'd be enough funds going around yeah. where being number two is not a bad thing. Well, I mean, look at look at spo- a good way to tell what's kind of going on is sponsorship dollar. Reddick has sponsorship dollar. And yeah. that is a lot of sponsorship that is now going to be leaving RCR. Because they're not staying with RCR. They're going with Reddick. Three Chi, I assume, is going with Reddick. Cheddar's is going with Reddick. I don't know who else, but. I know Caterpillar is a. Uh, Caterpillar is a children's sponsor. Yeah. Yes. Um, They've been there since Newman. Mm hmm. But that's just that's just a big blow for Richard Childress. It's huge. That's going to be rough. We are going to be talking way too early on yeah. some predictions here. Yep. But I, two years. Here's what I think. I think that there's real conversations about RCR leaving because you've got at least Junior Motorsports wanting to hop in. And I don't know if they're... I would assume they're only wanting to hop in with one car at the moment. But you have the possibility of Junior Motorsports wanting to hop in you got the possibility of 2311 down the road wanting to add more people. There's a lot of questions here, especially with the TV deal coming up in the next couple of years because the fact that the entire financial situation of the sport's going to change in a couple of years yep. could affect people's decisions Hopefully on for coming the better. back in the sport. Hopefully for the better. Please. And I, I think it will be for the better. I, think, I really do think that um, it's going to be a little more in favor of the teams. There's just too much... has to be. There's too much outspoken advocacy for that, for yep. it not to happen. I saw... the. I think he works for Joe Gibbs Racing. He's on TikTok. He's like 
answering like motorsports questions and they were talking about it's like well how important is like the money that you get from nascar and they're like we cannot fund a car with nascar purse money yeah it physically cannot happen yeah and i think it says a lot about the sport as a whole that you can no longer just show up i would like to know how the financial side of the sport Mm. works because i want to know and this isn't that I'm accusing anybody. If you can make money and it's worked like this, that's fine. Yeah. Everyone has the right to make money. Yep. Nobody's but disagreeing. I would like to know how much money is pocketed. Yep. How much money that the tracks get is just pocketed by the Smiths, which yeah. again, fine. You, it's it's that's your Supply track for and a demand. Yep. You put that price out there, and NASCAR said yes. Yep. Where's the money going? Where's the money going? Yep. How much of it is necessary? Yep. How can we make this a better overall thing? Instead of right now, I feel like the tracks are probably getting more money than they need. By I a think long shot. that tracks get paid too much in general. Here's because the thing: a lot, hold on, a lot yeah. of these tracks have two dates a year. Yeah. How many other events are at that track? Exactly. Why? Why on earth is that the only source of income? Is two races? Yeah. And it's like Chicagoland and stuff. What else? I'm, I think Chicagoland might be used for like car shows. Like a lot of tracks yeah. used for car shows and things. You, you ain't got a date now. Yeah. Do you have any other sources of income? Well, see, one of the things I like, like Charlotte and Atlanta have their legends, bandoleros yeah. there. Oh, yeah. What I think, like Martinsville, pay them less for their, now granted that is a NASCAR track. They're paying themselves. Yes. Run a weekly series. Oh, yeah. There's half mile tracks all over the country the that run a weekly s- of do course. it. I would love to see a weekly late model feature at Martinsville. That'd be dope. It would yeah. bring in money for the Speedway because it's Martinsville. Yep. Now, granted, you could argue it could hurt local short tracks Yeah. that aren't the big ones. But maybe I just think that, one, it'll push the track owners to have more events to get more people interested. I agree. Yep. And it'll. I think it'll just make for a healthier sport altogether. Once you yep. do that. To get the short track scene back being healthier, it'll help everything else. Exactly. Yep. And if you have, Charlotte's got a Legends Oval, Atlanta has a Legends Oval, it's not hard to put these Legends Ovals at all these tracks. Pave literally two curves yep. where grass usually is. And you've got a Legends Oval. Yep. Even if it's not meant for Legends, even if you do a flat, which would be kind of funny, but a flat half or three-quarter mile on the front of a mile and a half. For late models and stuff. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Nashville has a shorter layout. Nashville's already a short track. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, I think that it'll be cool if some of the funding does get pulled from there and it means more events to kind of, it won't bring all of it back, but to help the tracks get more money. Because no, right I, now I, they're just sitting on TV money. I agree. Anything we can do to get more to the teams. I want to bring this up to you. This is we got to start wrapping it up. So let's let's get right into this. I mentioned to put on the schedule for today, Alex Polo. You know nothing about this, correct? No. Okay. So first off, I've heard the name. First <laughs> off, yeah. So Alex Polo was the most recent IndyCar champion. Oh he, yeah, 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 yeah. He's fantastic. He didn't win a ton of races, but he was consistently up there every week. He yeah. didn't push the envelope and wreck himself. Yeah. Consistency won him a championship. So. I will read to you this excerpt. So I'm going to go through this in chronological order. All right. Breaking news from Chip Ganassi. Chip Ganassi Racing exercises option with Alex Pillow through 2023. Chip Ganassi announced today that team has exercised his option. Uh, Pillow won CGR's 14th IndyCar Series Championship, becoming the first Spaniard to win the title. Yada, 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 yada. 
Pillow will return to CGR Fold for his third season with the team next year. It's a great feeling knowing I'll be back with Chip Ganassi Racing next season, said Alex Pillow. The team welcomed me with open arms from day one, and I'm excited to continue working with Chip, Mike Hull, and the folks on the number 10 NTT data car and everyone within the organization. The goal remains the same, and we will continue to work relentlessly towards achieving them. The CGR team heads north this weekend where Alex Pillow will race for the first time in Canada at the Honda Indy Toronto. So this was the quote to Alex Pillow is, it's a great feeling knowing I'll be back with Chip Ganassi racing next season. The team welcomed me with open arms from day one. Okay. okay. It's like, you know, he's thanking the team for believing in him and giving him this next uh, contract opportunity. But then Alex Pillow sends out a tweet. This is where things get wild. <laughs> Alex Pillow tweets, I have recently learned from the media that this afternoon, without my approval, Chip Ganassi Racing issued a press release announcing I will be driving with a CGR in 2023. Even more surprising was that CGR's release included a quote that did not come from me. Ooh. I did not approve that press release, and I did not author or approve that quote. As I have recently informed CGR, for personal reasons, I do not intend to continue with the team after 2022. This evening's unfortunate events aside, I have great respect for CGR team, and I look forward to finishing the season strongly together this then prompted another tweet not from cgr or alex polo but from another team that team being mclaren mclaren was forced to come out and announce mclaren racing welcomes indycar champion alex polo to its driver roster from 2023 as the team continues to build talent across all of its racing series and then Chip Ganassi comes back out and says, no, we were right, and we do have him under contract until 2023 or whatever. What? <laughs> so I don't know what is happening. And this was all yesterday. All of this news happened yesterday. I don't know where they are planning on moving him to. It could be to their IndyCar team. It could be to their Formula E team. It could be to, it could be to Formula 2. It could be to Formula 1. They can move him wherever. He will just is be he, signed is to Is he McLaren. super licensed? I would assume he is. But I think you can get super licensed points from IndyCar. Yeah. So they might throw him in F2 and be like, well, you're the guy. So roundabout is this came out, and they're like, well, he must be going to the Formula 1 team because Daniel Ricciardo has been kind of sucking. So then Daniel Ricciardo tweeted. What? He said, there's been a lot of rumors around my future. I'm committed to McLaren until the end of next year, not walking away. Appreciate it. Hasn't always been easy, but who wants easy? I'm working my butt off with the team to make improvements to the car. I still want this more than ever. Daniel. So this tweet, it's like this this domino effect. Welcome yeah. Alex Pillow. I did not say that. McLaren welcomes Alex Pillow. Daniel Ricciardo has to make an announcement that he is not leaving the team. Gosh. All this yesterday. <laughs> it's like, guys, le can we can we calm down for two minutes? Yeah. And let us think about the Tyler Reddick situation has just apparently caused silly season to <laughs> erupt way earlier than we thought. In multiple series. In multiple series. And by multiple, we mean like four, yeah. five, six, There maybe. is now, within one series of tweets, there are implications for like four racing series. Like, that's pretty crazy. That's insane. But now, so he's going to go with McLaren, probably. And I just saw the tweet that you put out on the Right Sides yeah. Only page. Colton Herta just did a test with McLaren, too. Because they want, they want Colton Herta to be a, a, a McLaren driver as well. And leaving, I think he drives for Andretti right now. Yeah. So there is a good future with what the future of McLaren is. 
You've got Lando Norris, currently in Formula One. He's only 22 years old. He's been racing in Formula One for like three years. He started when he was like 18, which is crazy. Yeah. You've got Pato Award, who runs for McLaren's IndyCar team. He's yeah. 23. You've got Colton Herta, who's 22, and Alex Blow's 25. Gosh. You could have a driver lineup for 15 years with any of those guys. Yeah. It's pretty insane. So, yeah, they have got a lot of interesting things going on there. Yeah, that that's that's crazy. Yesterday was uh, yesterday was kind of crazy. I know you didn't know about that situation, so I no, was like, I'm gonna I tell you. Gosh. Now I under I do understand how media works, and especially with sports media, is a lot of the quotes that we see attributed to athletes. They never said. They, they just approved have, them. They have their PR people write it, and they say yes, whatever. This was a case where a PR person wrote a quote, and then it was not approved, and it was published. Yeah. So most quotes you see from drivers don't actually come from drivers. Yeah. They come from PR people. But, uh, yeah, that was wild. Gosh. Yeah, yesterday was wild. I wonder what the like legitimate outcome of that's going to be. I think um, well, he's gone. I think that this has burned that bridge between Polo and CGR. He told him he wasn't coming back. They well, announced no, he was this, coming back. This could mean that CGR is like, well, no, you're not just going to. We have you. We're going to go through whatever measures we can yeah. to make sure you're racing for us. Well, then you know what I would do? Okay, I'm Alex Pillow. I told him I'm going to leave after 2022. Chip Ganassi pulls some lawyer crap and gets me back in that car for 2023. Have fun me qualifying dead last every week. Yeah. I'm not racing for you. Yeah. The car will go out on the track. Yeah. It's not going to It's not gonna win anything or score you any points. Yeah. I mean, you could be a butthole and DNF it every week. Just wall turn your car right on, and wall your car on purpose every week. That that's that's extreme. That yeah. that would be like criminal damages at that point. But yeah, if I if I'm Alex Pillow and they make me come back for 2023, you're gonna wish you hadn't. Yeah, you know that would be that eventually. That's but, a good point. Yeah, I think that made that made Chip Ganassi look really bad. Yeah. So now you've got two guys that are con- that are once big figures in American motorsport that are like. Like, wow, the Chip Ganassis, the Richard Childresses, those guys just both got their pants pulled down in one day. Yeah. That is embarrassing. That's that's pretty pretty incredible. Bad day to be a team owner. Or a good day to be a team owner, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. So that's well, what I had, but yep. That it's gonna be hard to follow that sequence of events. <laughs> but we're going to Loudon this weekend. That's another kind of place that's gonna be um difficult to uh, follow. Uh, that's the thing is like we're trying to we're gonna do RSO picks. I have no idea. Eric Amarola won this race last year, <laughs> so who knows? You know what? Cody Ware. <laughs> so wait, you won this week. So I did. I've you got, get first pick. I get first pick. Let's go ahead and do that. Right sides only picks, and you know what? I'm gonna do that. Wait, have I picked him yet? Oh wait, I've picked him already. Dang it! Let's see. You know what? I'm going for the man who got so mad last year that he tried to take out the pace car. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Was that last year or was that two years ago? Yeah, it was two years ago. Was that two years ago? Last year. I think, was it last year? No, it was last year. Were yeah, because they, they, it they, rained. Well, no, they threw the green flag and it was raining. <laughs> yeah. So I am going with the 18 of Kyle Busch. All right. You're going to make me root against my favorite driver this weekend. Congratulations. <laughs> you're welcome. Which that's probably a very bad pick because he's not done well recently. Nah. <laughs> That's not how you get a good sponsor running 30th every week. No. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and take Kevin Harvick. 
he was involved in that weird wager we had, but you were gracious and didn't get rid of Harvick nor Reddick. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you keep him. Yep. So I'll take Kevin Harvick this week. Gotcha, gotcha. Making me root against my favorite driver. And you pick the guy with the sponsor that's his last name. Yep. Just it's all it's all tied together. It's all it's all connected. That should be a good battle watch. I bet you're gonna pick up twenty points here. I don't think so. Like, do I want to? Yes, but do I want to? No. <laughs> I don't, I want Kyle Busch to do well, but I don't want him to win. Yeah. Let's ha- let's have <laughs> let's have me win the race, and then you come in like fifth. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> that would get you about ten points because remember we got win that win for point, everybody. We got that five point bonus for um winning. Yep. Yeah, winning the race, but. This is we're at New Hampshire and there is something that always follows the cup race at New Hampshire and that is the Wheel and Modify Tour has their race at New Hampshire. And guys, if if y'all don't ain't seen that race before, it's always a good time. Like it's basically Wheel and Modified's doing super speedway racing <laughs> because they it's it's a big track for them. Um but it's always a great race. Um I think they're on Flow Racing if you want to check that out. Um if not, um I would I would look online and see what old ones you can find, if nothing else, to kind of get a glimpse into the Wheel and Modify Tour. There's some really cool races online if you go look them up. But New Hampshire's going to be fun, I think, maybe. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. This I feel like this is either going to be an awesome race with this car or it's going to be the worst thing we've ever seen, including Martinsville. So we'll see what happens there, but... Got some got some big stuff in the works that we can't wait to tell you all about. We're not going to yet, but just know we got some big stuff in the works. And is that going to be it for today? I think it will be. All right. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at RightSidesPod. Follow me at Turnpike underscore. Follow me at RSO underscore Green. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at RightSidesOnly. Yeah, like he said, we do have some big stuff coming up hopefully later this week, so be sure to stay tuned for that. I will announce it when it happens. Yeah, keep an eye on the Twitter and the Instagram. We'll try and post it on both. We'll try. <laughs> Look, We'll try. <laughs> we're, we're better at Twitter than we are at Instagram, but we need to get better at Instagram. We've said yes. this for like three weeks now, and yeah. I don't think there's been a new post since. So that is true. That's that's more on me because that's meant to be my round realm. But anyways, I, I hey I I did really great one weekend of posting during the race, and then you took the login information from me. <laughs> you said something stupid, and I said, nope. "Did I say something stupid?" No, you you like made fun of me on the. Oh, and then you changed thing. the password. And I, and I made the joke of, like, he has lost administrative privileges. Oh, no, you so. actually changed the password. Yeah, though. I did. Just so you all know, he was not kidding. He, yeah. I lost administrative. He did. Yep. 100%. So I learned my lesson. You get what you deserve. Yep. Heard. All right, and that will do us for this week. This is the Right Sides Only podcast. Where if you ain't right, you get left. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Well, it's like you got a box of hats, but they're all like extends hats, you know, the the sponsorship. Hey. But you can't wear them because it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs>